You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 411 of Podcateers. This week we talk about how we could make blue milk and how Jar Jar Binks might be like the force. We talk about some halfway to Halloween announcements happening in the parks and the cruise lines. Marie the Cat might be the latest chapter in the Mandela Effect saga. Who is Spooky McGillicuddy and how can he help the lore of the SCA? Tomorrowland is getting an upgrade and we discuss why we were a little sad about this announcement and much more. We would love to hear your thoughts on what we talk about in this episode. You can join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers if you're not yet following us. But we'd love for you to join our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash 411 and click on the Discord logo or you can click on the link pinned in our IG story. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers After Show, and access to our happy hour calls just to name a few. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. Well, I am going to go get myself a warm beverage and hopefully some rest because I'm still recovering. So if this is your first time hanging with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 411 of Podcateers. That was, that was You know what? We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay. You know what? Okay. But we're here and we're recording an episode and it's great. Everybody's having a good time. It's May the 4th when this comes out. We're all excited about Star Wars and pew, pew, pew and lightsabers. <laughs> and... It is May the 4th when this episode comes out, isn't it? It is. Larry, I am your uncle. <laughs> what's, the, no! what's the line from Spaceballs? <laughs> I am. Oh, no. I, I am your I brother's am your uncle's. Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Good movie. I have not seen Spaceballs in a while. <laughs> I feel like that's what you should have told Larry right now. That was like a good quote. <laughs> Larry, I am your brother's father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. <laughs> there we go. That's the line. I had to Google it. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Michael Google. Michael nice. Google. And oh, the new epic. drink is coming soon <laughs> to match the Michael Google. Mm, yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> so yeah, Star Wars. I don't know what I do. You, how do you celebrate May the Fourth? Do you like? I guess you get some blue milk and <laughs> I don't know. Go sit in the sand. What if, <laughs> what if you can't simplify like, it? What? How would you make blue milk? Like, if you can't make it to the parks to get yourself some blue milk, how how would you make blue milk? Because okay, I know I mean, like, there's a good quick this, that'll this give you like pink, strawberry, pink. yellow, uh, banana, brown, chocolate. Like, how do you make blue? Blue coloring. Well, you get, get yeah. You get your <laughs> you get your milk and you put in. 
uh, some uh, blue Gatorade, of course. Oh, oh. 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 that's <laughs> what I like. That's what I like. Milk and blue Gatorade, everybody's favorite combination. I was yeah. like, hey, you got a bunch party. of different <laughs> options of Gatorade flavors. Okay. You got like the ice and the whatever blue fruit punch. I don't know. Um, I drink one flavor of Gatorade and it's uh, yellow. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes, yellow. Classic flavor. Yellow flavor. Minus yellow orange flavor. flavor. Yeah, I got sometimes red and I used to drink the frosty white ones, but then I stopped liking those. Those are like black cherry or not. You know what's funny? I don't know. Mm. Melissa said, uh, like, what'd you say? Milky, tarty milk or what'd yeah. you say? <laughs> tarty and creamy or something. I don't know what uh-huh. you said right now. Ironically enough, that's really what the blue milk tastes like. It is. Blue Gatorade and milk. You know what? It's close enough. You know what? Mm. We got to try this. I got a magic bullet. We'll get. I feel like everybody listening collectively said, ew, gross, when they heard you say that. But if you've had blue milk in the parks before or the green milk, you know, whatever. Right. It is kind of tardy and it is kind of creamy and milky so yeah i mean if you obviously if you're lactose intolerant you'll want to substitute it with like coconut milk or something like that but now that i think about it like coconut milk milk. like no oat milk has a distinct flavor of not going to go well with this almond juice will not go with this either it has to in my opinion it has to be a heavy cream or just some kind of cream, not even milk. Like it has to be a cream with the Gatorade or heavy whipping cream. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which would make you a nice mousse for the top in the end. So I guess it works that's, out. that's the froth or the foam. It has to be like a coconut based milk or something like that. And then mm. you can mix it with the Gatorade. And if you turn it in one of those machines, I guess you can slushify it or something. Oh, you just or okay. If you don't want the Gatorade, if you don't have any Gatorade on hand, just go get some like uh, tricks and then take all the blue ones. Ah, out. you stole my idea. The Fruit Loops. <laughs> this is what I was waiting. I was waiting for everybody. I was like, I'm gonna tell you my nice. hack. I just throw you know what, Larry? blue it was Fruit Loops. Premonition. Blue, <laughs> blue Fruit Loops. Great minds think alike. Blue Fruit there Loops. We go. I pick them out, throw them in the milk, let it sit. Bam! Now you have a good cereal and a good milk. So there you you go. could do that with Skittles. I got blue Skittles, I'm sure, right? Blue Skittles, blue M&M. Yeah, you real. can't blue do blue Kool-Aid, Skittles. I mean. Oh, blue Kool-Aid. Yeah, just maybe. take the blue Kool-Aid powder there and you make, go. instead of milk. You are you welcome, put, just, everyone. Or instead of water, blue Kool-Aid powder, a cup of sugar. Cookie with pocketeers. <laughs> if you, if you go with Larry's idea, though, I feel like there's so much you can do with it because you got booberry. Oh, yeah. You have uh, obviously the Fruit Loops or the Tricks or whatever, but then you have, you know, the Captain Crunch that they make for Fourth of July. Mm, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Oh. That one I think would be like the super. Crunch the Crunch Berries, yes, that had a yeah. lot of flavor too. That one would be oh. super good for something like this. Let's see, all right, it sounds go. like an experiment we need to do. Who makes the best at home blue milk? <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. well, if anybody wants to try it, let us know. Tag us in your post and then let us know well, how that's it tastes. A, yeah. That's our way of saying happy May the 4th, everyone. <laughs> May the 4th be with you. <laughs> May the 4th be with you. And uh, hey, if you happen to be listening to this the day after, happy Revenge of the 5th. There you go. Hey, <laughs> Return of the 6th. <laughs> your only hope for blue milk. Remember that. Your only hope. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. All hail Jar Jar Binks. 
Jarjar. Oh no! Is that how you celebrate the fourth? That's I, I yeah. I get out my Jarjar Bing statue and I, I, I put him right in front of the TV and, and you bend the knee at the altar of Jarjar Binks. Yeah, I, you know, there's a there's a little chant I say, and it's just a little personal chant. It's just to me, you gotcha. know, that I made up just just to honor Jarjar Binks and all he's contributed to the greater there's uh, a lot good in the universe. There's a lot to what, it. So. Out of curiosity. What is some of the greater good that Jar Jar Binks has contributed? Because well, he it's yeah Jar Jar Binks. So Jar Jar Binks as is a uniting force. You know, it's kind of like the for he's kind of like the force. You know, it guides us, it binds us, it whatever. Everybody has a unique bond of hating Jar Jar Binks, and he brought people <laughs> together. And for that, we thank him, and we should honor him because. It, it, it's a common ground that 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 you know left and right and all in between can gather around the table and agree that Jar Jar Binks is a horrible horrendous character and um yeah then that's why we should honor him. Oh, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, are there? I mean, on the real though, is there anybody that you know that genuinely likes Jar Jar Binks? No. Not personally. I mean, I'm not like the 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 staunchest like Jar Jar Binks like hater, but you know, I I see Star Wars as more of just like an entertaining thing. So I'm like, yay! There's his characters and they're bouncing around and he's funny and it's slapstick and whatever. But you know, you you can also see how uh, how maybe that could have been done a little more gracefully. Mm. Misa, see that now? No, oh. <laughs> I don't have nothing. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> you have nothing. Were you trying to do seek a Jar Jar Binks? No, no, I wasn't. I don't have nothing against. I'm just like, yeah, I don't have anything against him. If we're gonna go on the real though, like you're going Hazen, it's one of the very first characters I remember that has. It's a CGI character in a Star Wars movie mm-hmm. that has interactions with a live actor because that really hadn't happened in any of the prior movies. Mm. Like they had a lot of like stop animation and they had different types of animatronics they use and small like CGI renderings when it came to like the fights with the, you know, X-Wings and whatnot. But that was like the first full on character that had like its own CGI interactions. But I know it just wasn't great. Let's put it like that. So that's where I give it the benefit of the doubt for the technological jump, I guess, in that for Star Wars. That's fair. I mean, for the yeah. technological standpoint, I can understand that because you're right. There was a lot of practical effects, people in makeup and stuff like that. So, okay. I mean, if that's the catalyst for people hating Jar Jar Binks <laughs> less, I think it's a good one to have. All right. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm a big enough Star Wars fan to care either way. Right. Uh, th- look, I- I'll tell you the truth. I think I kind of felt how he didn't fit in the movie not being a huge Star Wars fan, and I can understand why people were like, uh, this character's garbage. Like, you know, why is he even in the film? But, I mean, I could care less whether he is or isn't, right? That's not a hill I'm going to die on. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, <laughs> yeah, he needs to be out or anything. Like, he's in it, and he's in it, right? So mm-hmm. it is what it is. I mean, all the Gungans are kind of ridiculous. You got, uh, what's the what's the guy, the... Um, the... Yeah, that guy. I <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I think there's some characters, though, that I'm willing to to argue for if anybody was like, no, they don't belong there. Like, 
like tactical Chewbacca from the Mandalorian, like 125%. That's a character that just needs to be part of the universe. I mean, he already is, right? But oh, yeah. that's one that if he didn't exist before, I'd be like, yeah, no, he's he's got to be in this thing. Yeah, well, you know what? And, and oh, Boss Nass, that's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> that's a, I should have remembered that because it's in the Weird Al song. But speaking of songs, I always, I'm sure somebody has come up with this and I've never looked it up. But every time I hear Smooth Criminal, uh, you know, Smooth Criminal, yeah. mm-hmm. the song Michael Jackson. Yeah. So I hear that sung by Jar Jar Binks where he's Ooh. just, Annie, are you OK? Are you OK, Annie? Oh, are you OK? <laughs> are you, you've been hit by and struck by a Got Smooth it. Criminal. <laughs> and the Smooth Criminal is obviously Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, you know, there it's. It's if Jar Jar Binks was on, you know, the, you know, on the lava dealio and he's watching him fight and he's melting and he's, Annie, are you okay? Yeah, that's what goes into my head every time I hear that song. Well, not that I hear it very often, but. I think you've ruined that song for many people. The king of pop. You're welcome, everybody. (laughs) As you're describing it, it's like, oh boy. That is offensive. He's just standing there looking. (laughs) I'm not going to try to do a Jar Jar Binks because I've not practiced one, but um, I'm sure somebody out there has had to have had this thought It's in their head. It's in their head. Now you've done it, Annie. Are you okay? Oh, Forever. Are you okay, Annie? You're welcome, listener. Well, now I'm Annie, I'm curious if okay? anybody has ever actually had that thought. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Did anybody ever? Uh, I don't know. But I don't even want to get into it because it's going to ruin the song for me more. So I think we need to move on from this part of it. <laughs> <laughs> there, we'll reset with that. <laughs> but moving on, I don't know. What Halloween? It's halfway to Halloween, or it was. It was. That's an easy transition. Hallow. There's Jar Jar Binks Halloween costumes, <laughs> and I'm talking about Halloween. We're talking about halfway to Halloween. There you go. Yeah, and talking nice. about costumes, pretty costumes. Costumes, yeah, costumes. Uh, they got. What are these new costumes, Melissa? I think you you shared the 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 new Mickey and Minnie costumes, right? You saw those. Yeah, I saw it, and I'm like, I am personally loving one of them. But um, yeah, Mickey comes in like a pump. He's like a pumpkin, pumpkin kind spice of thing. latte. Yeah, pretty much pre-made. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-made version of it <laughs> with suspenders. He's kind of cute. But these costumes are meant to look like they're handmade, which is actually oh. really really cool. So, but Minnie, Minnie is a kitty cat, and it's like she's adorable. Usually she's a Well, that's a little opposite of a mouse. It is. That's uh... It is. (laughs) I didn't think about that. I was like, cat ears. (laughs) I mean, the weird thing about that is that Figaro is her pet. Mm -hmm. Or no, Figaro is is Mickey's, right? No, No, it's hers. Pluto is Mickey's. Pluto's Mickey's. Figaro's hers. Yes. Who does Marie belong to? From Uh, the Aristocats? Yeah. Doesn't she appear in Mickey on mini cartoons oh. as well? Hmm. Well, I maybe I'm remembering a, it wrong. There's a know. bird in the new, like in the newer cartoons. There's like some little bird. I want to say no. I, I, gosh, I want to say you're correct though with the Daisy. Uh, oh, maybe I think Daisy. Daisy ha- I think Daisy either has a kitten that's like her or something. But you're, you're. I want to say you're right. Dang, gotta look this up. Yeah, I don't. I feel like this is a googly thing again, but yep. But I feel like at one point, I remember seeing Marie associated with Minnie in a cartoon. 
I don't know. Maybe this is one of those uh, Mandela oh, effect things Mandela. where now that we're in a different multiverse plane, that I'm remembering things differently. But it if it, I'm gonna uh, let's do the TikTok thing. Do you guys remember this? And then I'm supposed to be pointing at a picture of Marie, right? Nobody can see this because it's audio. <laughs> but do you guys remember this cat? Do you remember when it was associated or when it was Minnie's pet? Nobody remembers it. I'm the only one on this plane that remembers that. I'm trying to maybe. <laughs> I'm on I'm on the Disney.fandom.com wiki and according to this, Marie has taken uh has been featured in the Aristocats, Flubber, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and the upcoming live action Aristocats film and shows called A Poem Is and the Disney's Zoom Zoom shorts. Hmm. So I don't know. It could be a it could be a thing. Somebody out there, if 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 you know, somebody out there's got to know if it's an actual thing. Somebody tell us because it sounds right. I mean, it's just kind of like it's like Figaro where they're just like, hey, and and uh, Angel as well, right? The fish. Yeah. Like they're Cleo? just kind of like around Cleo. Thank you. I'm. I don't know all the characters. That's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or maybe um, maybe I'm rem- hmm. Was Figaro? I'm wondering. I'm wondering if I ever saw Figaro in bows, like got dressed up somehow. I don't know. Again, total Mandela effect. I'm just. I'm remembering this wrong at this point. So I think we need to move okay. on because now That's I'm going to okay, start a whole but... bunch of conspiracy theories oh, no. about so... Figaro <laughs> and how Marie are actually the same cat because nobody's ever seen them in the same place at the same time. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. So make so Minnie is a cat and Mickey Mouse is a pumpkin spice latte. Is that what a you pre- said? Yes. Or pre pre-made pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. Is that true? He's a cup of coffee, or are you like being because he's, he's just like a pumpkin? He's the wow. pumpkin, so it's pre-made. He's the pumpkin. Oh, he's like oh. he's like the 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 pre-pumpkin spice. Right. Latte. He's Ex- the, exactly. Just before just I see what you're saying, I'm getting all messed up. This is why I don't. I shouldn't talk so much. But the the ones that I was excited about was the ones on the cruise line. The Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle are dressed up as the Sanderson sisters, which I yes. thought was silly. It's adorable. Say wait. Uh. It's Minnie is obviously Winifred. Uh, Daisy is Sarah, and Clarabelle is uh, Mary. Mary. And did you notice? I'm- Clarabelle's lips are painted to look like Mary has like that. The crooked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I'm looking and at Minnie the picture has the, right like, now. The little heart, like lips, the little tiny lips. Yeah. Yeah. They all like, have like their. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it right now, too. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that. They're going to have wigs. Oh, this looks so cool. <laughs> it makes you want to take a cruise. But right. not really. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the ocean. Yeah. Just wait for videos. (laughs) Just what if they had a cruise, but you just stayed on land? I'd be okay with that. (laughs) I don't know about this. Maybe if they themed this land cruise to like Star Wars or something. There we go. And then you couldn't see outside. That would be pretty cool. Maybe they should try something like that. Maybe. I think Mm. you're onto something. Yeah, yeah, I think they should try something like that. And then you could take like a field trip. Like to like one of the parks or something. They could put the land cruise like near a theme park. That would be kind of cool. That would be. 
did you see that they're doing the pumpkin tree in the atrium? Like in the lobby the of the of the cruise ship for Halloween. Oh no, I didn't see that. Like that's like the part of the, the, article, Ray, right? the was it Ray Bradbury? Yeah, the I don't, Halloween tree. I don't think it's like. I mean, it it doesn't look at least from the concept art. It doesn't look like the one in Tomorrowland, which Frontierland or Frontierland rather. Um, for those of you <laughs> listening, uh, when it comes to around Halloween time, one of the trees in Frontierland gets decorated with a bunch of little pumpkin lights and stuff, and that's an homage to Ray Bradbury and Ray Bradbury's Halloween tree. Uh, this one, it looks like a much, I don't want to say spookier. It's got a big old face on it. It looks like a much more yeah, cartoony a tree, it. Uh, but it does have a bunch of carved pumpkins uh, that are hanging big. from it. The concept art had a much more Fantasia-looking face on it, and what we ended up getting was Toontown. Oh, I see. <laughs> ah, I see. Well, I wonder if that tree, the concept art tree, because so are you on the Disney Parks blog? Mm-hmm. I was looking uh, at that, yeah. Post. Yeah. yeah, so I wonder if that's the old version of the tree, and then this is the new version of the tree, because those are the old costumes and everything. Um, that it or yeah, it could have been combined just so that they had something to post. They're like, this is like an idea because that one has like a lady's face, like the tree right. is like a like a like Medusa or something. Which so, I kind of like knows? it to be honest. Well, you got to put sunglasses on that Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want to walk by and then can't move all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, put sunglasses on the Medusa. But then you'll be like Winifred. But yeah, and then I mean, <laughs> the Halloween stuff is—they announced so much stuff. Like, uh, I don't know, Halloween parties coming back. Obviously, Boogie Boogie Bash coming back. Um, they announced Haunted Mansion, more Haunted Mansion details, which was cool. I mean, the uh, the movie. I'm all over the place right now. It's the excitement. I think it's the. I'm I'm so ex- I'm too excited to sleep. You know, it's funny. There's all those weeks that. We keep wondering, like, oh, well, what was announced this week? Like, we don't know, uh-huh. like, what to talk mm-hmm. about, what to recap. And, you know, there's certain weeks where we just have so many things that we're excited about. We don't even know where to start. And I feel like this mm-hmm. was one of those weeks where just, like, we got every day I felt like there was a new announcement. So let's actually talk about Haunted Mansion for a second because I saw the new logo and they gave us a little bit of backstory about what, or a little bit of the plot, right, Andrew? That mm-hmm. was yeah. So here I will I will try and read it verbatim uh, without screwing it up, but no promises. Um, the latest plot synopsis reads: In this mysterious adventure, a doctor, Rosario Dawson, and her nine-year-old son, Chase Dillon, looking to start a new life, move into a strangely affordable mansion in New Orleans, only to discover that the place is much more than they bargained for. Desperate for help, they contact a priest, Owen Wilson, who turn who in turn enlists the aid of a widowed scientist turned failed paranormal expert Lakeith Stanfield, a French Quarter psychic Tiffany Haddish, and a crotchety historian Danny DeVito. Uh, And that's all I got. But, I mean, it sounds... I You know, I heard a lot of people saying, like, well, it's just the same plot as the Eddie Murphy movie. And I was like, but it's not. No, it's it's not. It's it's not... Nobody moved in. They were selling the house. It's a real estate comedy. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. This oh, we're looking like at an exorcism <laughs> by the yeah. sound of it. Right. So it's yeah. a complete different 
thing than what we've had before. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it sounds totally yeah. different than the Eddie Murphy version. I mean, this one itself, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be one of those wow moments when the ghosts just start <laughs> appearing out of nowhere, you know? It's just like, wow, the like, ghosts. Wow. The ghosts. wow. Really 999, wow, really? Are that, we going to get that's one? That's a lot. <laughs> and then there's a ghost on a jet ski. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> nice. Almost. But yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. I wonder, like, are all of these go- people going to be like, like Southern and or like um, uh, Cajun because it takes place in? So I wonder if like Owen Wilson's going to be doing a Southern accent or Danny DeVito's going to be doing a Southern accent. I think it might be silly um, and exciting to hear. Um, but I mean, all in all, it just is exciting to hear that this movie is moving forward. Something, right? Just because nothing has been moving forward on the Haunted Mansion for a while, a hundred years, <laughs> it yeah. seems like. Yeah. A while. When was the first announcement by Guillermo del Toro? Like 2015, D23? It was at a D23, right? Yeah. yeah it was. Yeah. Whew. Woo. And we're all excited. Yeah, we got a logo and they gave us the logo. Then they're like, mm, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, you know what though <laughs> I'm happy that it's coming mm-hmm. maybe he'll do Haunted Mansion 2 or 3 I don't know I, at this point I would just be happy if they got this one through the gate yeah <laughs> no we gotta do 4 oh, Haunted Mansions Cinnamon Haunted Mansion Cinematic Universe I thought you said <laughs> Cinnamon Haunted Mansion Princess Book of Catbox <laughs> like, Ghost that's the Thanksgiving. That's the Thanksgiving one, and then there's the Peppermint Haunted Mansion for Christmas, and then there's the you know you know what I turmeric. Ep- I don't know turmeric <laughs> one. <laughs> just just remember that turmeric is no good unless you mix it with black pepper so that it can activate properly. Anyhow, uh. <laughs> like no joke, well, I started thinking. In case it's cooking quarter. I, <laughs> well, I mean, we were talking about cooking. Earlier yeah. with the blue milk, why not bring this into, sure. uh, you know, I, I love Cajun food. So anybody else think Cajun, Cajun and then immediately think bro. Gambit or is that just me? Oh, no, that, that, I think I can see uh, that Ray from oh, yeah. <laughs> Princess and the Frog. Yeah, Ray too. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good uh, one. I think Gambit, especially because of all the stuff happening in the Marvel universe, which I think we can get to later or next episode or something, because there's so much happening, but, um, I started thinking that if ever Disney wanted to expand the Haunted Mansion universe into Disney Plus, I would love to see like a three to six part episode miniseries on the Hatbox Ghost. Because in certain pieces of literature, the Hatbox Ghost has a name. It's Randall Pierce. And uh, I would love to see the story of how he ends up in that scenario or, you know, how it all ties together. And I don't know if that piece of literature is actually fully considered canon to the story of the Haunted Mansion. But uh, I I want to say it, it is and I, I really hope it is because then they can give us a Disney Plus miniseries. Yep. Well, you know... Th- they don't have to base the movies or anything, le- you know, directly on the mansion because I know I've done a, I've you know seen a lot of articles from Disney historians and stuff like that and Imagineers talking about the lore of the mansion and there uh, anything that's like all of these names like Gus Ezra and Phineas like those are not canon to the attraction at all. They're just like marketing came up with them because they're like, well, we're selling these dolls. And so we got to give them a name 
Um, you know, the same thing with, with, I mean, everybody that the, the original, um, what do I want to say? Like story plot line of the mansion, like almost anybody, nobody has a name. I mean, you got Constance and that's pretty much it. Um, until these names came later. So, I mean, I don't know all of the ins and outs, but I think a lot of the stuff that's in the comics and the merchandise and, and things like that were, were made just to make it easier for us and also to build a lore, even though it's not in theory canon to said attraction. I guess Master Gracie is another name. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I feel like Master Gracie might be the only one. What did I say earlier? Randall Pierce? It's, yes. I think it's yeah, Randall well, Pierce, actually. Sound... It's not Randall Pierce. I was gonna... Well, either way, that but... name's boring. He's a better name. We can come up with a better <laughs> name than that. So, <laughs> Spooky McGillicuddy. That's a better name. <laughs> Spooky McGillicuddy. So... It's it's Spook and then E, like Chuck E. Cheese. Spook E. His middle name's Entertainment. But um, what a great opportunity, right? Like, even if we don't get a six-part series on Randall Pace, not Pierce, sorry, uh, and the Hatbox Ghost... What if we did get like a six episode series and it, it every episode concentrates on actually finally giving a story to the Haunted Mansion? Like I know that it's always yeah. been kind of up in the air, but what if Imagineering fully like, sussed out like the, the Jean Lafitte connection and the connection to Constance and, you know, because if they did that, it goes back to when we were talking about the SEA and connecting it to, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean properly and actually giving it the backstory that ties it into the bayou, fully connecting it to the SEA. And then, you know, it just platforms out into what this movie can become and expanding on that. So I don't know. I feel like the Haunted Mansion is one of those that if, Imagineering got involved and they fully gave us a story, even if they left the mansion alone, you know, to kind of leave it as ambiguous as possible. They could give us a story on everyone. And I think people would be happy to finally have something like solidified. Dude. Let's expand on that 999 part series. <laughs> I was going to say, get out of my head. One ghost each. Get, yeah. <laughs> get out of my head. Because exactly what you just said, Hazen, is they could give us a story. On everyone, and I was just like, they could give us a story on Leota. I mean, yeah. she has so much, like, so much to offer. Just, it would be great if we did have that. But I like 999 mini stories. <laughs> yeah, 999 <laughs> episodes. You know, you, you release, you know, that just content for, for the rest of eternity. You release one a week for 900, for a thousand weeks. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I I think, I mean, given the connection that Madame Leota already has to the SEA. Yeah. You know, it it's right there for the taking. Uh, we'll hear next week. It's going to be happening. <laughs> Dude, seriously, <laughs> if if like in a week or two we get an announcement or even at like D23 later this year, we're like coming to Disney Plus in 2024, Haunted Mansion, the true story. All right. Like, what? No, wait a second. <laughs> what? And we can get episodes on, you know, everybody's favorite characters like Brother Dave and Cousin Harriet <laughs> and all the other ghosts. L- Levitation. I mean, 
There yeah. are 999, uh, like you said. So yeah, right. I am mortal. You are gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reincarnation. <laughs> Thea later. Hmm. Seems like yeah. there's a lot of them. Yeah, Ooh, good old Fred. And oh, the pets. good old Fred. Can't forget about good old Fred. All the pets. Yeah, and the pets. The, pets. the snake and the frog and the the cat, bird, the dog, rabbit, elephant. And then we can even have an episode about the ghost dog reindeer that happens to come to the mansion every year. And then yeah. that dentist guy that got to be the thousandth ghost. They'll be that. He'll be the last episode. Right. Right. <laughs> or is it going to be Owen Wilson's character? Wow. Oh, wow. wow. It could be him. I'm a paranormal whatever I am. Man, wow. how did I end up doing Look this? Look at this. Now? I can go through walls. Wow. Hey. Wow. I'm George, George R. Binks. George R. Binks. Dad. Wow. Ka-chow. Wow. wow. That seems like something from another life. Mater. Ka-chow. That sounds so familiar to me. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> Melissa's trying not to I am to trying laugh. not to laugh. I, I'm like, I have to look down because, oh my gosh, you guys were on a roll. And I see Larry, and I was like, nope, nope, look down, look down, look down. And then a jet ski flies by again. <laughs> we, I always know when we're taking it slightly too far when I see Larry hang his head and start shaking it. <laughs> I just can't picture him being like, a, wow, I'm a paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, look at me juggle my head. Wow, check this out, guys. Parlor oh trick. God. I wonder if he's going to have one of those Ghostbuster things. The, like, the, like the thing, the sides come up. Oh, yeah. Ghostbusters. Hmm. Like, whatever those are. I'm sure. Ghostbuster people, tell me what that thing's called. <laughs> nice. Look, I, but, so, I just yeah, know I that know. whatever they end up doing, they have a lot to live up to. Uh, because Muppets Haunted Mansion was a freaking masterpiece. Oh yeah, that was good. and I that that has just become one of those things that I just have to watch over and over, regardless of whether or not we're halfway to Halloween or not, or it's Halloween time. I don't know if they can get anything scarier than that old man Gonzo. I tell you what, that was that's terrifying. Thing of nightmares. That was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what's not terrifying, Hazen? What's that, Andrew? The special group of listeners that help us with our contributions on whatever Patreon, and they're called the FGP Squad. The FGP I'm squad. gonna, Yay. I'm gonna try and do this again. I always, I did it once before, and I screwed it up, but I'm gonna try and All do right, it. Let's so, let's see. So, the FGP Squad are a special group of listeners that help us with a bunch monthly contribution to help us keep the show running. Um, yeah, you can be. Yeah, via Patreon. That's right, Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcasters, or you can go to podcasters.com slash FGP. Um, you can sign up there, and if you sign up, you can give us a little bit of moolah, and in return, you get some extra content. You can be part of our FGP uh, happy hour call. There's the Podcasters after show. Sometimes Hazen makes some cool stuff and he'll just mail it to you you can uh, get a special section on access to a special desk section on our discord um yeah uh so if you want more information you can uh go to podcasters got pod podcasters i can talk dot com slash fgp or you can uh follow us on instagram send us a message over there and if you want to join our discord you can uh Go to the pinned uh, link at the top of the page. There you can find a link to Discord, and you can join us over there with lots of conversation and, and good old fun times and talk with uh, uh, some fun people over there like uh, Albert 
and, and Adriana, Miguel, Adriana, Heather, yeah, all kinds of people. Anita. I'm bad at remembering names. I talk to them all the time. <laughs> Jill. Drew. There you go. I see Andrew, Melissa, Larry, <laughs> Hazen, all those cool cats. <laughs> so, yeah, you want to come, come help us out? Go uh, be an FGP. Oh, they're it's FGP, but they're the fairy godparents. They call themselves FGP. So there you go. I did the thing. What did I miss? You got it, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew. Cue <laughs> the cheers. Dude, that was awesome. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I'm going to, you know what? I'm wow. going to have to go listen to a bunch of, of back ones so I can I can get Hazen word for word. <laughs> so it's a little more eloquent so I can take it off your plate sometimes. Hey, man. I think it's funny. You, th- you did amazing right now. You nailed every part of it. <laughs> It was awesome. That's why we had the cheers in the background right now. I love it. I love it. So awesome. Oh my god. Well, uh, <laughs> all right, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was go gonna ahead. say. So since we got that covered, let's. I guess we can move on to the next topic. Yeah. The, uh, what are we talking about? Hotel. Yeah. Hotel. So we got this new hotel coming. Larry, you want to tell us a little bit about this new hotel coming? They say I wouldn't say it's new, uh, but like Disney, what we talked about is giving an old idea a new lift. If you were on the Disney Parks blog, like a lot of things we were mentioning this week, you've probably seen that Paradise Pier Hotel will soon begin a transformation with an all-new theme. The reimagining of the hotel will weave the artistry of Pixar into its comfortable contemporary setting. Guests will gain a new perspective on some of their favorite Pixar worlds and their characters through carefully curated artwork and decor that reveals the creative journey of the artists who helped bring these stories to life. And I just read that verbatim. I was going to say, is that off the top of your head, Larry? Wow, you're so eloquent. Just like Andrew worked it in. uh, (laughs) I was just taking it from the master over there with the FGP squad call out. Yeah, the... uh, I think uh, what's interesting about this is that I think a lot of Disney fans, FGP overall, every listener, it goes to Disneyland Park probably, or DCA I should say, sees uh, the Paradise Pier Hotel and is probably like, man, is that thing still, like they forget that it's there. I think you see it as a a hotel, but you forget what its theme is really because it's so long ago. It really ties into what the pier used to be, which was before it became Pixar Pier, which kind of just tinks right into what this hotel is it makes sense but what i was really looking at um for me when i first saw this it's funny because in april early april 2022 maybe other disney fandom have saw that toy story hotel at the tokyo uh resort opened up and Mm -hmm. it had a lot of things in there when i if you watch youtube videos because i didn't go myself or if you looked at the parks blog post they had on april 5th um, on Disney Parks blog, they gave some pictures, and it's really interesting because right when I saw that, I go, "Oh, that's something they could totally do here." But my, I had thoughts on it immediately, and it's funny because then just right after this, boom, this came out, and my thoughts were, I would hope they'd take some of the best things there, which they had like at the Tokyo Hotel, Toy Story Hotel. They had this really cool outdoor area where they had like huge size make you feel like you're shrunken down to a toy where you have like a large woody or a buzz or you have slinks doghouse and then you have these like cool windy uh game piece boards that you'd walk through on the outside area in the hotel inside of tokyo uh the toy story hotel had some cool elevators to get to your room sections and each floor was designed like a woody floor or a buzz lightyear floor which is really cool 
Now, when I read this one, the positives I take from it, I like the artwork that they mention in here because um, it reminds me of something that we might say like Lamplight Lounge where there's like inspiration instead of like straight theming, mm-hmm. which is really cool. But the thing I worry about is that they slap a Pixar ball in the middle of the lobby and then throw up a couple art pieces and then change the paint and say, Pixar Hotel, here's $1,000 a night. <laughs> this hotel is is inspired by Pixar, the building that we work out of. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's Look, where I'm at. There's a computer over there. All right, right, exactly. That's my. That's where I'm at. So I worry. I see the art rendering, you know, like we saw in the other things, but they're really only showing what the lobby would look like in that mm-hmm. art. I mean, they show a fake hit of the front of what the hotel looks like currently, not really anything different from there, except Pixar balls being on like the trees and stuff. Small little details, but I get it. But I'm not willing to pay like I'll pay that price at Toy Story Hotel in Tokyo with that major re. It's not a redo, but a major update to a hotel that looks really cool like themed all the way like the rooms go look it up folks the rooms are really cool too it's like being in andy's room some of the rooms from tokyo hotel so if they did something like that here i'm 100 percent down but i worry it's going to be the other thing where they like revamp it in a way and we're like oh they're charging how much a night for that but 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 you get your own special entrance. They I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> a bridge to, I'm assuming, Pixar Pier. Yeah, this is kind sense. of like, I'm assuming, the the first in like step in the Disneyland forward uh, thing where they're trying to expand over to the hotel area. So right. we'll be you know getting our first kind of glimpse at what that kind of bridge may look like. It's going to be like a... Is it going to be a bridge, a tunnel? I don't know. I think they said bridge. But, yeah, that's kind of exciting because it's really the only – you can really only do this at Disneyland. I mean, in the United States anyways. Like, the Florida parks, the hotels are so far far away. I mean, even there's the hotel that's next to Epcot, but it's like a walk. You have the International Gateway that you can – you know, kind of get to, but it's a trek where like Grand California, it's like, oh, hey, you know, down the lobby, boop, there's the park. Hello. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is still a, a decent, you know, couple hundred feet, but it's not, you know, anything drastic because it's just basically crossing the street and you're in the the back part of the Pixar Pier. So that's kind of exciting to see what that might bring us. I don't, I, th- I think there was something that I was reading that said that the the new gate was going to be closer to like goofy sky school mm-hmm. and then you were going to enter uh directly behind like uh, corndog castle or something like that oh okay oh interesting because there is like a weird kind of dead end like right to the right of corndog castle there's just kind of like a a nothing corner, I think. That is Hazen Yarana. Right. I don't know if so you ever heard. Like right there. Maybe. Yeah, that was a secret entrance um, back in the day for Paradise like Pier. That, isn't, that, isn't that where the big uh, sunglass mm-hmm. dinosaur was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. Yep. I'm kind of mm-hmm. excited uh, to see this. Yeah. Like, it's been a it's been a clash since uh, Pixar Pier opened, so it's right. it'll look cohesive, and I I want to see what they could do. I mean, I I am I I hear you, Larry. I'm I don't want it to be like paint the end and it's yeah. like no 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 yeah. I, I you know Slap a sticker on yeah it. i i think they're gonna go all out i really do i mm-hmm. i mean i hope um considering it's pixar you you can't 
you can't just do Pixar and have it be technically boring. So right. you you have to have it has to be playful. It has to be inviting. So I I hope I really do. So I'm like when I heard this, I'm like. Finally, because <laughs> it's finally been... I get to sleep in the good dinosaur room. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I've been sleep wanting with to. Arlo. Yes. And... How did you know? How dare you, sir? Hey, <laughs> I have a soft spot All the other for Arlo. So let's memorable I have... characters. In I have a stuffed animal Arlo. So yeah, I'm a go. huge fan of the good dinosaur. I know that people are not a fan of that film, but it's high up in the in the Pixar pantheon for me. Okay, fine. We'll get a sleep in the Cars 2 room. The Cars right. 4. Uh, now <laughs> with, with uh, whoever. Sorry, Gavin. Spy, spy now car. You're just, and you're just this was the moment when you guys really need to drop that line you've been dropping earlier. Wow, wow look. Wow. Pixar Hotel. Wow. I'm hey. my own room. Arlo, you say. Finger, I'm on a sticker. Wow, Arlo. Hey, wow. What a room. <laughs> it, and then the, yeah, the Mike Wazowski room. Yeah, I, I guess the entrance. Oh my gosh! I, I was just thinking about it right now. I guess the entrance makes sense because on the other side, you really can't because they have the parade entrance, right? They store mm-hmm. the floats the back whole, there yeah. and everything. Yeah, so. the whole right. grill and everything yeah. is there. So I just thought of a crazy idea when you said Mike Wazowski. Can you imagine a theme room where you open the closet and then there's a monster in there, like a image <laughs> or something? That would be awesome. When, that would that'd be, be awesome. so cool. Like inside of Pixar, I just gave him an idea. Great. Or okay. or <laughs> let's build on that idea. What if you open the door and you walk in and it's like a 180 screen, right? And so whenever, like every time you open it, it's... you're like in the Himalayas or you're like you're yes. like in a different Keeps world and you see different uh, characters. Yeah, yeah, you see different oh. characters from the from the monsters universe. That'd be cool. I like that. Mm. All right, I Disney. Like that. Seriously, if it's, that one comes to fruition, women. that's a break us off some idea. It's like you open the door and it's like, welcome to the Himalayas. And then the AC turns on. Oh, <laughs> yes, it smells like Not lemon bad, snow dude. cones. Oh, yeah. man. Now we're going all in. Dude, that'd be so lemon cool. Pledge. Yeah, this, um, the hotel is, is uh, I, I get where you're coming from because when you think about some of the stuff that they did with the Pixar Hotel, and then when you think about what they did in Paris with the New York Hotel for Marvel, I mean, those are unique experiences. And not to be confused with the Galactic Star Cruiser because that's a totally different thing, right? Like, these are... Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just put a cough drop in my mouth and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm fearing that as I'm talking, it's going to come sliding towards the Slide microphone. Right so <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it at bay as I'm speaking. But... uh. Like, when you think about the hotels, you have, like, the New York Hotel, very unique experience. It's themed to Marvel, to Spider-Man in particular. So, you are in an actual hotel, right? Uh, Pixar, same thing. Like, all of these hotels are hotel rooms, whereas the Galactic Star Cruiser is a full-blown experience where you are becoming a part of that world versus giving you aspects of it. So, it's... Uh, I, I, it's never going to be $6,000. Well, I shouldn't say never because, you know, Disney, right? But it, it's not going to be like $6,000, you know, for a family of four or whatever for a couple of nights like the Galactic Star Cruiser. But it would be upsetting. I have to agree with you on this one that it would be upsetting if they just, you know, put up a couple paintings and the, the full experience isn't there. Like they just add some colors and everything, which is nice, but... 
that you can walk through Pixar Pier for, right? Like it has to have these genuine experiences that really Mm -hmm. place you in the moment and make you feel like a toy, right? You're a toy all of a sudden. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see more of this project as it develops. The whole thing, a whole thing's just themed to like soul, and you're just like in like the afterlife or whatever the before life. Dude, <laughs> that's the whole. The, I like a soul lounge. What about like a soul yeah. um, lounge? Like a lounge, yeah. Like, right. Yeah, you, like that's oh, lounge. that would yeah. be amazing. Well, that'd be cool. Now that oh. would be a Reminds good me. place to hang out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, look, that listen. Would be cool. If remember when we armchair imagineered DCA. <laughs> And mm-hmm. we added the speakeasy. Yeah. So what a great opportunity to add like a loungy speakeasy jazz location. And right. like off in the distance, you have, you know, a, a stage where, of course, you can have live performers. But you use the Tupac technology, right, to project <laughs> yeah. Joe Gardner up there playing right. some jazz with his band. Like That'd how cool. dope would that be? Chills, man. That'd be That's awesome. Cool. That'd be so awesome. Dang. We'll take the check now. Yeah, oh, right. No. Make it out to Pocketeers. Check, oh, passes. Uh, make it out to cash. <laughs> make it out to cash, yes. <laughs> make it out to cash. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, there's so many cool environments that, that Pixar just innately has within it just because of the, the vast, you know, things they've covered. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there there's just... You can do a lounge and a restaurant on almost anything, and it would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. Ooh, I don't a cocoa-themed restaurant. Oh, Boom, yeah. Mexican nice. food. You're welcome, guys. Um, <laughs> and you know what it's going to be? It's going to be like the Pixar food court, and then there'll I be know. like the cocoa booth, and then like the, the Brave booth. The, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The go. Inside Out Boba Balls or something. I don't know. <laughs> and like... <laughs> Yeah, that seems damn. Bow, <laughs> bow. Oh, uh, bow restaurant. Well, I guess they do have bow mm-hmm. at uh yeah, they the have hideaway. hideaway. Yeah, yeah, and they are good. Have we talked about Those how good, good they are? Those are delish. Have... Don't they have? Do they have lumpia over there too, or did I make that up? No, they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the tropical hideaway. It's... Yeah. Yeah, in yes. the tropical hideaway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I told somebody that. And I was like, mm, I don't eat lumpia, but I could have swore that it's over yeah. there. So okay, I didn't make it up. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. There's, uh, there's so many and then things. That was a big breath. I guess on, <laughs> on top of, since we're talking about that, I just want to quickly sidetrack over to downtown Disney because they did announce that Din Tai Fung was coming to downtown Disney mm-hmm. as part of the reimagining of the area. And have any of you ever had food from Din Tai Fung? No. So they are they are dumplings. They are like a a restaurant that specializes in soup dumplings and noodles. And there's quite a few locations. Uh, The closest one to us is uh, in Arcadia at the Santa Anita Mall, right next to the racetrack. But there's one in Costa Mesa. There's uh, one in L.A. There's one in Santa Clara, I think. Um, And I think the the there's a popular one out in Vegas or something, but. Uh, we've had, uh, I had coworkers at one point bring some food from there and it was amazing. Like they're like nice, big, like good sized dumplings and you could do pickups or you can eat at the restaurant. They're about six, seven bucks for, you know, uh, a, a good size amount of food. So 
I, if you have never had it, I definitely recommend it. Knowing that it's coming to downtown Disney, though, that place is going to be packed. I <laughs> yeah. go to one of the other locations. If you don't care about the location that it's in, I mean, obviously, if you care about, like, you know, flexing the Instagram post that you're at Din Tai Fung at downtown Disney, then do it. Wait the six hours to get in. But if you just care about the food and you just want a really good culinary experience, just go to one of the other locations. It's the same food and you'll probably be seated <laughs> faster. <laughs> it's not even there yet, but uh, I'm already yeah, predicting yeah. that that's going to be like a super long Just wait. line out the door all the way around. Yeah. Like. I, I'm okay with that. As long as I could finally go into Salt and Straw and just get ice cream and oh, not have wow. to wait a l- long line. I'm yeah, good. I, will. <laughs> I welcome well, they, it. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. They also announced that they're adding, um, I think they're changing, I don't know if they're changing the menu or if they are just changing the restaurant that is, what, Catal and Uva Bar. Mm-hmm. That's that's changing to Mexican cuisine, oh. according to this other post I read. And then they also said that they're going to be making changes to the Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen menu. Oh, right. Um, well, the wow. whole location is to- changing, right? I don't know. It just said there are changes coming. Yeah. And I think it was something to do with the menu to make it more appealing to people like Andrew, who are very picky. I think that might be what it is, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, I want to say that there was some kind of um, concept art of them changing what the location looks like as well as part of uh, changing up the, the menu and all that stuff mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to Oh yes, there is a it looks like there's a new um it's the, the facelift. Yeah. It's looking more more modern. Um Oh, okay. I found this also. So the Uva Bar will be turned uh be called Paseo. Oh, Paseo and Centrico. Oh, okay. I I'm butchering this. P A S E O. You you did it right. And C E N T R I C O. That is the words. Anyway, that's what uh, Uva Bar is going to be. Um, and then, yes, the uh, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen is getting a, a facelift. And the the lingo they use, it says, we're working with Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen to finalize it, an evolution that incorporate, incorporates vibrant California energy and a fresh approach to the menu while oh. staying true to the heart of New Orleans for the guest favorite location. Did, so. did you happen to notice the, the design aesthetic, though, for Ralph Brennan and then looking back at some of the concept art for Downtown Disney? Yeah. Uh, like boring? Well, it's very strategic to look like Cotino. So if you remember <laughs> when we talked about the new development that's coming to Rancho Mirage, there mm-hmm. is supposed to be like a Downtown Disney-style area yeah. as part uh-huh. of Cotino. And if you look at the aesthetic and the the architectural style that they're using for Cotino, it's very similar to the direction that they're taking downtown Disney. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start to redo things in Florida to look the same way so that they all give you the same vibe and they all make you feel Uh. like you are at downtown Disney regardless of which property you happen to be on. Wow. At boring downtown Disney, I'm gonna call it. It's beige. Everything's beige and oh, white wow. and glass. I don't know. I kind of like the Ralph Brennan's. I've never even eaten at Ralph Brennan's, and that's like 
got all the wrought iron and the, it looks like you know new orleans it feels square like it's it, fun right? yeah it feels like it yeah, yeah. And then now it's like, it looks like, uh, I don't know, Starbucks in the mall. Oh. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I mean, look. I, that's just is. like everything. It's a unifying theme, and I get it, I guess. But I don't know how that blends in well with uh, the Grand Californian that's like above everything. Hmm. They're like, okay, here's this, you know, arts and crafts giant hotel it's all brown and green i'm sure that'll change and then too. here's no yeah I well i mean i mean <laughs> it's, it's not or just that side yeah it, exactly maybe. i mean it's not unlike disney to paint or dress up specific sides of something side of the just to make it blend in right you see it across the board at disney park so i wouldn't put it past them if they change just the downtown disney side and then everything else just happens to you know, lead into that wilderness lodge look that we know and love now. Here's my opinion. I've already said it. It looks boring. I'm just going to say it. I'm curious to see what it's going to look like because there is a part of me that does like the futuristic looking architecture that they're bringing to the table. Like there's one, there's one particular thing uh, that's part of the Cotino uh, concept art, and it was like the a rendering of the member clubhouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it looks like all disky and like like futuristic, that's like, like the m- mid-century modern yeah, is, like, is what the is what they I keep love saying. It. Like but... that in particular, that design I really love. But uh, like I said, I think they're just building into the cohesiveness so that you feel like you are in the same spot regardless of where you are. Well, and also makes it easier for them if, say, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen wants to leave, that it's not already themed to New Orleans and then they have to do a whole big thing. They can just plop any old thing in there and they're like, okay, this is the aesthetic. Slap your sign up there and you do the inside kind of thing. You know, it's, it's... They've already started when they knocked down uh, House of Blues and put in Splitsville. That's kind of the same aesthetic they're going for. That's kind of, you know, a very everything's boxy and glass. And yeah, they they say mid-century modern, but some of like the stages and, and stuff that they show in this downtown Disney concept art do have that mid-century modern feel with the discs and the weird holes in things and stuff like that. But the Jazz Kitchen one in particular looks like a starbucks yeah um it, it is gonna be a shame to lose that big neon like i love neon signs and yeah. I, I don't remember seeing the big neon sign as part of the rendering for the new facade and the gate yeah it's like just like a like jazz kitchen yeah. in like little like uh thin font um i'll take it if see. they don't want it anymore i'll take it i'll put it in the backyard and it's not even called like, <laughs> it's not even called Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen. It's just called Jazz Kitchen. Mm. Well, like you and said, if Ralph a, Brennan ever yeah. leaves, they can continue, and just say that yeah. it's a New Orleans thing. Which, and that would be a shame because I don't think I'm the first one to say that the beignets from Ralph Brennan are far superior than the ones inside of New Orleans Square. So, do they currently have the yeah. to go window for beignets right now? Because in this concept art, they have a Beignets Express. Yeah, they do. Uh, they have a pickup oh, okay. for it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Except it's called Beignets Expressed with a D, and I don't know how I feel about that either. Mm. This has just got me all kinds of feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, interesting. 
I hadn't some noticed good, that part of it. Bad. You didn't notice that I have feelings. No, about it, that they that added a D a to a it. Thing. Oh yeah, expressed like like. I don't know. I could say something gross, and I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, but anyway, I don't know. Things are changing, did obviously. We, did... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it did become a big topic of conversation, uh, I want to say, probably two weeks ago, because Anaheim PD had put out that tweet that Disney had to come out and say, like, um, no, we're they're not really confirming Disneyland forward, because uh, they... They they tweeted something about like with the expansion of Disney and the Honda Center like growing. We're hiring. Yeah, we're hiring like, or basically. something, and everybody's all like, "Yes, Disneyland Forward confirmed." Well, because <laughs> they put Disneyland Forward in parentheses yeah. in their tweet, and everybody mm. like had a like clot or something. I don't know. <laughs> they like Disneyland <laughs> Forward. We're gonna get it right, and they're gonna this and yeah. It was <laughs> there was. Tina, my wife, sent me like a, a TikTok of some guy like, okay, listen here, right now. Okay, Disneyland Forward just confirmed that. Da, 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 da. I feel like I know who okay, she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing, look, uh, honestly, I, can I just not skip over this part that I've never heard it Do put it. this way before, but um, the fact that you said it's like they had a clot. And yeah. I, like I've never heard something expressed that way. Now I feel like I need to use that in my everyday life. There you go. It's, you express excitement by saying, like, I don't know, they had a clot. They had a clot. They like, I was so excited they threw a clot. <laughs> That's so, funny. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, stuff's happening. Pixar Hotel looks interesting. Yeah. There's going to be a bridge. Bridgey, bridge, bridge. But something I do like, if we want to move on, something I do like the aesthetic of is this new Space Mountain. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that because I I have mixed feelings about this announcement here. Is it mixed feelings because you're mad that we're not getting Hell yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's the right feeling to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, poor Tomorrowland. I'm But um the basics of it if you haven't heard about it, Tokyo Disneyland is getting um a big Tomorrowland refresh. They're just going to from the literature we're seeing, it looks like they're just going to knock down Space Mountain and redo the whole thing. Um, like, that's going to be a whole new ride. I mean, assuming similar to Space Mountain, but um, it's going to be, let's see, a quote from uh, Kathleen Davis. It's not only a whole new ride experience, but the story has also much, uh, oh, sorry, also has so much emotion through the queue and then on the ride, we see our connection to our planet and gain new perspective mm. for how special it is in the universe. It's a roller coaster with both thrill and heart. So it's going to have a change and it's kind of exciting. I, it's the first time a space mountain has been knocked down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the way you say that's good. Definitely. And then this hurts because it looks like it's inspired by Tron. And what's the one thing we've been asking and asking and talking and, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. When are we going to get this? When will we see this? And I guess Tokyo needs it first. And it's like, well, I thought it was expired by a cupcake, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
looks a lot like a cupcake or maybe a cinnamon roll or something. Really? You don't oh see it like the blues? It's like the blues, the Yeah, grace. but look at it. It's like a pie or a cupcake or something. There's like the, the thing and then the frosting swirls up. But right it's, it's, it's futuristic okay. looking though. It, Future it's, cupcake. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you, Tron cupcake. I would be fine with that. I know what that. you mean. I'm a Tron <laughs> cupcake. Hey. It, yeah. It has like, I mean, if you it you zoom in like I'm doing right now on the thing, it does have that kind of big archway thing like the, the Tron coaster has. Yeah. Um, the big yeah. like glass like nice something archway. Swooping. A big old bridge that brings you in. I mean, lots of, of planters and stuff we're seeing. Um, I'm assuming they're going to be doing some other Tomorrowland uh, facelifts to make that match with the rest of Tomorrowland, but it's not announced. Um, but it looks very cool. It does. It um, does. Even yeah. the walkways and the, like you said, the planters, everything, ha- that aesthetic is just beautiful. Yeah. And it, it's just, it just looks like we're ahead. I don't know, let's say 100 years from now or something. It looks great. So I am jealous. I mean, it definitely looks uh, futuristic as compared to what we have here, right? There's so many buildings that make up Tomorrowland that Mm -hmm. none of it really looks futuristic anymore. And I know that the wall that's, as you enter Tomorrowland, we have the wall where Star Tours and Astro Blasters is. And mm-hmm. it's got like all the mm-hmm. cool shapes and everything. It recently got painted and everything. And I mean, that's probably one of the most futuristic looking things about Tomorrowland, sadly. And like everything in this concept art just looks amazing. Like this yeah. doesn't look like Tomorrowland. It looks like a World's Fair exhibit about tomorrow. You know, and yeah. this is what you would expect, like where all of this stuff came from, like the origins of these attractions and stuff that built these lands. But I, I guess the biggest thing, like uh, one of the biggest reasons I think this is happening is because uh, in Tokyo, the Oriental Land Company is really the one that handles a lot there of what happens in the Disney parks for them, because all they're doing is they're leasing the brand so that they can display the characters and everything from the Walt Disney company. So they have their own money to back all of yeah. this. Whereas the Disney company here, um, or for the other parks as well, you know, money's handled a little bit differently. And so certain things get facelifts, certain things don't and money is ported. Thanks Shanghai. Yeah, in in Ooh, different directions. Taking us back. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, well, Shanghai was one of the things that really began to port money away from the parks here, right? Because they really mm-hmm. needed uh, more money to build up what what would have uh, become Shanghai Disney. And I mean, look, it's a gorgeous park, right? The castle alone, oh, yeah. best castle probably in my opinion in in any Disney park. So, uh, I I think if we could revamp Tomorrowland here. I think the bigger conversation becomes like what has to go in order to make it a better Tomorrowland. And in most cases, people are immediately going to say interventions because it doesn't really house anything. Right. I know we've had conversations about what we think could go there. We've armchair imagineered it. We've turned it into an attraction and we've done all sorts of things to it. But then the conversation starts with or continues with what happens to Autopia. Has Autopia 
lived its lifespan and can we move on from it? And then what happens to the Nemo subs? Because that's another attraction that I think costs Disney a lot of money and doesn't have the type of foot traffic that they would want to have like they do for other attractions. Like the, the capacity isn't where it would want to be. Then the conversation, I guess, expands to what happens to the Matterhorn at that point, because the Matterhorn for a really long time has had a lot of issues. And that's why the Matterhorn goes down so frequently. And the Matterhorn was built prior to a lot of legislation that was around in Anaheim where city ordinances wouldn't allow the height of certain things to be where the Matterhorn was. You know, there would have to be a lot of adjustments to height requirements to the 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 roller coaster itself you know they'd probably have to make it a little bit higher than what it currently is because they'd have to modernize the track and the vehicles so i i don't think if the matterhorn was ever torn down i don't think that because of how close it is to the freeway they would let disney rebuild something that tall so close to the freeway we would basically lose that entire structure so i guess everything before that like the nemo subs everything that is fantasia gardens maybe where the boat rides were but then we have to worry about the monorail track and it becomes a whole thing right it's yeah it's a much larger project than just adding an attraction or just revamping space mountain could they give space mountain a facelift i think so i think it, if anything that's the easiest thing that they could do to make tomorrowland look a little bit nicer maybe add some of these planters that we see in the concept art for Tokyo. But in general, I, I, I'm not the only one that's upset about this. Like we, it, it just feels like Tomorrowland never gets any love. Like it just keeps getting band-aids put on it, you know, to try to port people over there. And it, it's sad. It's, it was such a prominent land, you know, when Walt built Disneyland that now it's just, the most forgotten one in the entire park. Yeah, pretty much are is. You trying to, are you trying to tell me we can't just roller coaster tycoon and pick stuff up and set I've it down? Because you seem like the biggest proponent oh. of just picking it up. He's and tried. It I've tried. <laughs> I trust know, me. That's a, I've tried. Yeah. I mean, luckily, so the Matterhorn has been annexed into Fantasyland for the past, I think, 20 years or something. I don't know when they made that That's change. true. But Matterhorn is technically a Fantasyland attraction these days um i believe it started out as a tomorrowland attraction um but yeah i i agree it's a bigger conversation but i mean in my opinion subs bye just see you later autopia maybe upgrade or see you later you know you things can be changed with autopia to make it more futuristic and keep it if if that's a big issue or move it. That's that's a thing where you can you can repave a road. That's easy peasy. You can make an Autopia somewhere else where it's still like if you need the space where Autopia is because you're going to use you know the intervention space, Autopia space, the the subspace for some big attraction that encompasses the monorail and all that stuff, but yeah, the monorail's the big one, the people mover tracks another big one that is is just kind of hanging out still hard to knock yeah. down because it's so integrated into everything in Tomorrowland. I mean, at this point it's, it's almost like they just need to knock everything down and start over because of how 
interweaved everything is in Tomorrowland, which I would be sad for, but also it might be better in the long run. I mean, they have that suite in, I believe it's Shanghai, the sweet Buzz Lightyear ride they have over there. You know, knock this Buzz Lightyear down, put a new one up. Knock Star Tours down, put a new one up. Like, if you're going to do it, I think if they're going to do it, they're going to have to just close all of Tomorrowland for however long it takes to get it done right. Yeah. Because it's it's laid out strangely. I mean, it's it it's just been hobbled together over the years, so it's it's not like you can just put a band-aid on it like you said, like what they've yeah. been doing. It's there's so much that's integrated within each other that it's just going to take closing the whole land and and doing something with yeah. it. Making, you know, if the only thing they kept was Space Mountain and gave Space Mountain a facelift, I mean, I would be sad for Star Tours and Buzz Lightyear to go, but I could, you know, that would make for Imagineering to be able to bring us something up to date, something cooler, something even better than what's there already. Yeah. I think it really it's the fragmentation of Tomorrowland that bothers me the most. You know, you walk into what's supposed to be this Tomorrowland and you have Star Wars, you know, you have Star Tours, which now we have... Mm-hmm. Two, you know, we have Galaxy's Edge where we have a very similar attraction, and then we have Astro Blasters, which feels like it belongs on Pixar Pier, right? It, it belongs with the rest of the Pixar properties, and then we have the randomness of the terrace. Space Mountain is really its own thing until it becomes like right now. They uh, this week, I think they announced that they're bringing back Hyperspace Mountain, right? And honestly, mm-hmm. of all the iterations, I've gone on record as saying that hyperspace mountain is probably my favorite version of it and then probably mm, i'll leave it there for now i'll have to kind of think about the other ones but uh so that's cool but then it's also a star wars property and then the interventions has been used for superhero hq and then it was used for the star wars thing you know the path of the force i think is what it was called or what was this um in no, that's the... Oh, that's, that's the, the theater, theater, right? The Path, Path of the, of the Jedi. Jedi is the theater, it's right? The Star Wars launch bay. Right. Yes. The launch bay, yes, yes, yes. So I, it it feels like Galaxy's Edge light in many ways uh, because they just kind of feel like, oh, that's a space property. Let's just throw Star Wars in there. But also Pixel Pier light because, because there's the alien, alien restaurant. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like it's just like whatever is close to space theme they're like oh, that's tomorrow i but guess you see that's the crazy thing about tomorrowland that if you think about it what else are they going to default to right if they say oh well guardians of the galaxy well they have mission breakout and if you add any other marvel space property then why doesn't it belong on avengers campus like why would they do that when they didn't even finish the second e-ticket on avengers campus yet well, they're doing, you know, Florida's getting Tron. And and that, I think, I which, think that, honestly, it really is one of the only properties that would feel like it belongs in Tomorrowland without feeling shoehorned. Like, if all of Tomorrowland just went neon, and we had Flynn's Arcade, and it was just the grid. Like, if that's what Tomorrowland became, just Tronland, and they gave us a bunch mm-hmm. of experiences that were themed to the grid, it really feels like something that could be fairly timeless that people would enjoy. 
if they gave us decent attractions. Well, also, they could give us, you know, how about an original attraction or two? Like, not, I know everything's got to be IP nowadays, but Imagineers, they've got those thinkers up there. They can come up with some pretty cool ideas. I'm sure they exist. I'm sure every Imagineer has their idea, their take on Tomorrowland, on how to fix Tomorrowland. And I'm sure there's a ton of original ideas in there for original attractions that aren't IP-based um, that would be amazing to see. And, you know, not everything has to be tied to a IP, an IP. It's like, I mean, we get it. It's branding and da-da-da-da-da. But you look at the the most successful and most popular attractions that are in Disney parks, and they tend to be the original, you know, ideas mm-hmm. that are not tied into any movies. Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, nothing tied in with a movie there. Um, yeah, you're right. So the Matterhorn, I mean, none of those are tied in with films and they are beloved classics that people can ride over and over and over again. It's a small world, even though it's mocked there and there's no, it's a small world movie, but it's, it's a beloved attraction that, you know, just came from somebody's mind. They're like, Hey, we're just making this. There wasn't like, okay, well we're going to take that movie and we're going to take that guy and make him the animatronic and da 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 da. Anyway, I'm sure there's plenty and plenty of ideas out there to, Give us, I mean, even if it's like we're in the the spiritual theme of Tron, we're kind of getting that feel. And then maybe there's a Tron attraction, but we can still keep Space Mountain. But then there's a simulator ride through something, and there's a this and a that and the other thing. But th- it's it's not all tied in with with a film because that's the hardest thing, like you brought up, is there's tomorrow's always changing yeah and start like star wars is not tomorrow tomorrow star wars is a long time ago it says at the beginning like it's not the future even though that's what we're led to believe um so it's it's just a it's a conundrum and i can see where it's hard to to uh figure out what's best for tomorrowland and you know that's why they didn't do Tomorrowland in like in uh, Disneyland Paris has Discovery Bay, yeah. Instead, because it's 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 they picked a time they picked a Jules Verne like we're doing a Jules Verne land because you know what it's cool it's kind of like Tomorrow it's got some cool ideas but there's there's nothing saying we have to keep updating this and saying okay well ah. Uh, to 2020 came well that's where we were shooting for okay yeah. we gotta start thinking 40 years down the line or whatever yeah. i don't know i mean you you did bring up a couple of interesting things that you know some of the most beloved attractions in the parks are always the original ones right like haunted mansion pirates of the caribbean and such i mean with all the talk of the sea you know i i think I'm not a I'm not a, a Star Trek fan, but I'm sure Star Trek fans know the the four words that are infamous to I think their monologue space the final frontier. Right? Good job, and mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. And <laughs> it it really is a front that the SCA has not explored yet. And so if they came up with an original story, 
of a new member. Like the SEA existed in Disney lore years before, right? We're looking at the fruits and labors of the members of the SEA as we knew them from before. But what about how the SEA continues into the future? Like, why not come up with a character that, like, reboots the SEA in the current time and is building, like, a Stark Expo-like sort of situation, you know? And they become, like, the, the Tony or the Howard Stark of today. And it's just being updated with that member of the SEA. And so not only does it bring the SEA into more of Disneyland itself, like Disneyland proper, but you're adding another character to that storyline and you're you're still giving it that like space treatment that we would want to possibly see as part of, you know, and maybe they say like, oh, well, I, I came up on something known as the grid many years ago and these light cycles were part of how you would maneuver around the grid and that's where the Tron coaster comes from you know and so I think there's a way to connect all these things where it's not necessarily like you said IP based or aliens or whatever but maybe that's the direction that they have to take where they have to create a brand new character to be the Howard Stark like you know person bringing you this world's fair tomorrow land of technology or whatever even if it's they pick a year i mean they pick 1964 this is the tomorrow of 1964 and everything is that aesthetic right and even if it is you know you know then you kind of you can have like oh this was the the member from you know it's continued on and through this and in the 50s there was this guy and in the 60s there was this guy you know it could be howard stark for all we know if he really if you really wanted to but that kind of pulls away from avengers campus yeah. you can yeah, yeah make up you can make a whole guy and be like okay well this was you know uh spacey mcspacerson and he was you know friends with neil armstrong and and all these guys and they did this and he was worked on the space shuttle or whatever you know there's there's plenty of ways to go about it and i'm sure like i said every imagineer has an idea for tomorrowland and they just need to pick something and run with it at this point because tomorrowland is long in the tooth it's a hodgepodge quilt of many colors. I don't know. It's I like Tomorrowland, but it's it's time. Definitely. This is longer than I thought we were going to end up talking about, but it's mostly because I've been ranting this whole episode. I've been good, good <laughs> it's at been ranting. Fine. It's been fun. Larry, what are your opinions on Tomorrowland? You didn't say anything. I'm I'm sticking with the Star Wars theme, and I'm holding out hope. Um, <laughs> I think there's still a chance that we still can see they revamp the area i just have this hunch that's all i don't know i think these little things they've been doing to the walkways to expand the walkway and then you had those cool walls they add to the star tours area and then to the other side i think people are being inspired by it. i know it looks old and it's like putting weird panels and stuff up on older things but i don't know it just makes me think that the imagineers haven't given up on it so we're just thinking. I'm just that's my hope. Yeah, I don't think the Imagineers have given up on it at all. I think it's the the uh, let's say um, higher ups that think <laughs> that it's going to cost too much money and return on investment and blah blah blah. Who cares? Um, 
that are are not uh, wanting to do Tomorrowland because I'm pretty sure I've I've heard Imagineers be vocal about Tomorrowland. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but I don't know. Is that a good place to wrap it up, everybody? Yeah, Mel. <laughs> I think I want to go to wanna, bed. You want to wrap up <laughs> your your Tomorrowland thoughts so we can wrap up the episode. I'm I'm seeing it as this. There's hope. There is. If we see that they did this to Tokyo, and you're right with the walls that we've seen, um, there's hope. You know, we just got to be patient. I know I am. I've been impatient about it, asking and asking, but there's hope. So let's revisit this in ten years. That's yeah. all I can say. I, I well, want to say I, think, I what, agree what you with you, saying, but 10 years feels yeah. like it's a long time to wait for something like that. I'm being I positive. I, I feel like, <laughs> look, it, Disney Disney raises the prices on stuff every year now. And so that money has to be ported into something positive, especially if they keep raising the price for Disneyland. Tune down. The things at Disneyland <laughs> need to be upgraded. First was Toontown. Yeah, that place and was so real Toontown is rough. getting a really great upgrade. I think that was a much needed one. It's definitely oh, like yeah. the the land that had no love for like years, right? So great start. If they're going to continue on this trend, I would love to see some of that money get ported to Tomorrowland because exactly. I like if that's what's coming next, then great. Um, I know that there's been a lot of stuff happening in New Orleans Square recently. Like they flattened the ground. There's no more steps, you know, that lead from the walkway that leads to Mansion and you know the area in front of of bad idea. But that's well, just that's a whole other conversation we can have. But you know, there are enhancements that are coming. They're you know doing things to the tree in in Adventureland. Pirates is getting changes, so changes are coming, but. Like we said earlier, they feel more like quick band-aids, you know, to get people into that area to disperse the crowds a little bit more. But Tomorrowland really does need, I, I mean, short of tearing the whole thing down and starting over, it needs a lot of love. Oh. Do it. Knock it down. Roller coaster tycoon yes, it, it. Click it away. Enter. Yeah, put in put it in yeah, storage. Enter the cheat code for unlimited money and just have at it <laughs> go imagineering you have my blessing <laughs> <laughs> that's what they were waiting oh for. i'm glad now they can man get if i knew that it. was the case i would have said something years ago <laughs> not too late you wasted well, your only you know shot. what at least they can get started now <laughs> there you go well, now now they know <laughs> <laughs> all right well i guess that's where we're going to wrap up the episode if you have any thoughts on anything that we talked about join the conversation over on facebook instagram and i guess twitter as well just search for podcateers but really we'd love for you to join our growing community over on discord as andrew mentioned earlier the best way to sign up is by clicking on the pinned instagram story with the discord link or you can head over to the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 411 and within a couple of clicks or taps depending on the device that you are using you will be signed up to be a part of our discord server uh, and yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, anything we talked about, whether it's tearing down Tomorrowland and what would you put there or, you know, all the things we talked about for Halloween, the Haunted Mansion movie, um, you know, it's it's all fun. So this was Minnie's cat 
uh, uh, Marie, I, honestly, tell look, us. I, people can answer that question, but I feel like we're going to get more of a Hazen. Seriously, that was a Mandela effect in your head. Uh, you are totally living on another plane of reality. Oh, dude, we didn't get to Moon Knight again. Uh, okay, Knight. look, next week, this week is the final episode of Moon Knight, and it's going to lead directly into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I I feel like I have so many thoughts that I guess by the time that we record again, it's not going to matter anymore because it'll be the end of Moon Knight and we'll kind of know what's coming. But just to to give you a taste, just I feel I, I felt like by the end of Moon Knight, we were going to get like a proper introduction to the Illuminati. And then the Doctor Strange trailer drops and they're like, the Illuminati will see you now. It's like, oh, come on now. Seriously? <laughs> no like, joke. He's like, he's been talking about it. We just never had a <laughs> so, chance to, to say it on so mic. So I, I honestly, I feel vindicated, obviously, because there were <laughs> all the, the things that were leading up to it. And Charles Xavier, a member of the Illuminati and everything that's coming. But really the connection for me is how I feel like they can still bring in the X-Men using this same story, using the Illuminati. There's certain things that are said in the show. Uh, like in this last episode, there was something about there's many planes of subconsciousness, you know, and then they talk directly about the astral plane from uh, Black Panther. And so we had talked about the connection before and once you start talking about the connection of of some of the egyptian gods and how they connect to the marvel universe and how when certain egyptian gods died we ended up getting demons for the first time which one of them just happened to be mephisto and who was involved in the killing of some of those moon knight in the comics and there were other entities that we that look like they're appearing in Multiverse of Men. And so it's like this whole thing where eventually we could get like Scarlet Witch versus the Phoenix. And obviously the Phoenix, better known as Jean Grey in the X-Men comic. There's this whole thing. Like I've been like, it's all been in my head for, for like the last few weeks watching Moon Knight. And... Who knows, by the time that we record the next episode, they're going to be like, oh, here's the introduction of the X-Men. They were on this other plane, and now the multiverse just brought them all in. Congratulations, Moon Knight. It's like, Knight. oh, great. Thank you for that. I couldn't do it right now. Appreciate it. Yeah, get really up in there. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I couldn't. There's no way I could do that right Everybody's now. Everybody's <laughs> subwoofers in their cars. <laughs> so anyway, that's it. I, I went too long. I should have said all of that earlier. Time Captain to end Carter. the episode. Oh, Captain Carter. Yes, there's so much. Oh, what if? Yellow wheelchair. That's Charles Xavier. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, all right. Well, well I it's not like a wheelchair. We it's like a floaty way. chair. Yeah, I it is know. a floaty chair. Floaty and chair. it's the one from the cartoon X-Men. And he's wearing a green suit. Whoa, yes. green suit. From the suit. cartoon X-Men, which makes sense. <laughs> that's coming to Disney Plus very soon. And so if that's th – look, we're getting Gambit back if that's the case. Right. So I don't know. There's so much to talk about. I feel like that could be an entire episode all on its own. It'd be like a month of episodes. You know? It <laughs> is. It is. So anyway, before I keep talking and rambling, I, I just got so excited about all this, the connections that began to happen. So for another day, I guess. So, I guess so. until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward. 
And always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Part of the Podcateers Network.